This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. On today's episode, which is being dropped on the 27th day of May 2021, we're going to be taking a look at a team that just a couple of years ago looked like it was going to be a contender year in and year out, and is now in such a free fall that I'm wondering if major changes has to be made. Was that grammatically correct? No, it wasn't. But neither is the play of this team. This show is available on the free and easy-to-use Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked On MLB, or check out some of the other great shows on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Fantasy Baseball with Scott Cullen and Locked On Diamondbacks with Millard Thomas because, well, that man needs a hug. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On MLB Pod, same handle for Instagram, and you can follow me. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Let's just take care of a couple of pieces of business going on in baseball. Well... The good news of the Corey Kluber signing with the New York Yankees kind of sort of ended that Kluber, who signed with the Yankees in the offseason after basically missing the truncated season of last year, he only pitched one game for the Texas Rangers, only pitched one inning for the Texas Rangers in the 2020 60-game COVID-shortened season. And despite being a regular Cy Young contender throughout the 2010s, he hasn't really been an effective pitcher since 2018 when he was a legit Cy Young contender with the Indians that year. Won 20 games with a over the league-leading 215 innings pitched. He hasn't been a really effective since then. Signed with the Yankees as kind of a flyer. Gave him a no-hitter. Pitched well. In his 10 games, he didn't pitch great out of the gate, but he wound up with a 3.04 ERA over his 10 starts. And it's like, hey, look at that. Did the Yankees find a diamond in the rough? And the answer is, well, he's going to miss at least two months for a shoulder injury. And when you are a pitcher in your mid-30s and you're missing months, the chances of you coming back for any point in the season are really, really low. In fact, I heard in one broadcast, one of the announcers was talking about how that the amount of time you spend on the disabled list, or the injured list, I guess is what they're calling it now, is roughly the amount of time it takes to completely recover. And it seems like that's the case when you look at pitchers recovering. So when you have a pitcher who's had two injury-filled seasons going on the disabled list or the injured list for months at a time, I think the chances of Corey Kluber coming back to pitch and it all be effective for the Yankees this year is kind of sort of zero. I mean, they got a no-hitter out 
for the first third of the season, they got an effective starting pitcher. I'm not wishing ill. I never wish injury on anybody. I want to make that 100% clear. This is not me gloating. The Yankees took a risk by bringing in a guy who basically hadn't pitched for two years. And it was a it was really not a high-risk situation because they didn't offer him like a huge long-term deal. They were hoping to catch lightning in a bottle. And they caught a no-hitter in a bottle. But right now, one of the things that is going to really affect the Yankees in their quest to make it back to the World Series, which they haven't been to the World Series since 2009, is that pitching strength, and if they don't have the pitching strength, they don't have the pitching depth, that's going to bite them. And right now, as of this recording, I am recording this in the morning of the 27th day of May, the Yankees are tied in the loss column with both Tampa Bay and Boston. The Rays won a extra inning game yesterday, and the Red Sox won a game which was rain-delayed, and it may actually still be going on, for all I know, in that victory against Atlanta. So the Yankees, Red Sox, and Rays are basically tied at this point. They're basically locked up at this point as we're approaching Memorial Day weekend. But the Yankees are going to have big, big question marks if they are starting to lose some of the effective starting rotation, which the Yankees starting pitching in May was spectacular. Absolutely spectacular, including Kluber. They may have to make a couple of phone calls. I think Arietta would be a good fit for them. Max Scherzer may even be a better one. But they have to pull the trigger on the trade. Because if they don't have starting pitchers who could go relatively deep in the game, they're going to wear down their bullpen. And quite frankly, that will be the demise of the Yankees if they want to make it into the American League playoffs, which we all know is going to be an absolute scramble jumble. I had a request from friend of the podcast, Jeff Cohen, who knew my disgust on the whole Mickey Calloway situation. And Mickey Calloway was basically placed on the ineligible list for his sexual misconduct and the Angels fired him. Why the Angels didn't fire him immediately, I don't know. But you know what? I'm not going to go too deep into that because there may be policies within the team. I don't know all the legal stuff. I can sit here in the luxurious Lockdown MLB studios and tell them what they should do. And there may be protocols they have to follow. And so I, I'm not going to go into why did it take the Angels so long to fire the dude. They were quicker to fire Albert Pujols than they were to fire Mickey Calloway. But he's on the ineligible list, and I hope he never comes back to baseball. There are a lot of people out there who are can contribute to the game who aren't sexual, who aren't known sexual predators. We don't need to give sexual predators multiple chances. This guy's already had multiple chances. And he wrote a truly uh, self-serving thing on his uh, iPhone notes about, you know, my family and I, it's like, I never intended to make anyone feel blah, blah, blah. I did understand that these interactions might do that or violate MLB policy. The guy who was known as uh, Dick Picnic didn't understand what he was doing was wrong. Uh, I don't care. He's a, he's a creep. 
He's a sexual predator, does not belong in baseball. And I hope he never gets another job in baseball because baseball doesn't need that. Being in Major League Baseball isn't a right. His rights aren't violated if he's never brought back. And baseball has to show that the culture has to change. And that means saying to the Mickey Calloways of the world, bye-bye, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. Not sure if I could say that word on the Locked On MLB Network, but do you want? I just did. Uh, and that's all he's worth. That's all he's worth. That's all I'm going to say about him. Tampa Bay, by the way, we're going to talk a little bit about both teams that were involved in the last expansion, Tampa Bay and Arizona. The Tyler Glasnow pitched eight amazing innings the other day, and then the Royals wound up tying the game and sending it to extra innings. But the Rays wound up winning anyway. And Tampa is 30-20. and 20. And Tampa Bay has won, uh, you know, they, they, they've won, they're winning at a 600 clip is what they're doing. And this month, you know, a 17-6 and six record this month. And actually, no, it's an 18-6 and six record this month. And looking at the point where they were, you know, there were three games under 500 on April 15th, which was, you know, a couple of, they had a, a bad first couple of weeks. And since that stretch, they are 26 and 12. And look at, I, I've been saying there's no 100 win team in baseball, but, or at least in the American League, but. Is Tampa Bay that? Am I missing that? They're playing at an unbelievable clip right now. And something hit me the other day. Because the Rays, despite turnover in the roster, turnover in the the managerial when they switched over from you know, Madden to Cash, since 2008, they made the postseason in 2008, 2010, 2011, 2013, uh, 2019, 2020. So that's since 2008. That's six trips to the postseason for a team that has a an absolutely bottom feeder payroll and in a stadium situation where you know, there it's a given that if a team is going to move, they're going to be one of them. And while this was happening, I saw you know there while they're winning that game against the. Royals the other day, I was watching the clips of the uh, Marlins come from behind victory last night. And I was thinking about this because the Marlins are playing in the new stadium, but the Marlins haven't had the success that Tampa Bay has. In fact, since 2003, they've only made the postseason once, and that was last year in the truncated season, which they would never have sniffed the postseason if it was a, you know, a normal 162-game season. And most years, the Marlins are complete non-contenders. And I wondered if the two teams were flipped. If the Marlins had the success of making the postseason the way Tampa has, while the Rays had the lack of success that the Marlins had, if they freaky Friday'd, and basically the franchise that was Tampa Bay was playing in the Marlins stadium, 
which, by the way, is a lot less fun since Derek Jeter took over. I loved how weirdly colorful with fish behind it and that weird-ass sculpture and all the bright colors. It felt very Miami, and now it feels very dull and boring, you know, kind of like Jeter. I wonder if Miami would have become the baseball oasis that people thought it was going to be for years and years and years if they had the management that Tampa Bay has and the success, or at least the number of trips to the postseason. You know, since 2008, Tampa Bay has seen as many World Series as the city of New York, with the Mets and Yankees combining for two pennants. The Rays have two pennants. I wonder if they would have that success. I'm not saying I want the Rays to move to Marlin, the Marlin Stadium. What I'm saying is it's a foregone conclusion for a lot of people that baseball has failed in the state of Florida. And I wondered if the Rays had the improved stadium, or at least the new stadium that Miami has, if this would no longer be an issue and we wouldn't be casually talking about the Rays moving to places like Charlotte or Nashville or probably most likely Montreal. These are the things that... I just pop in my head whether or not that would be the investment that would have put the Rays over the top. And if you're going to make investments, you may want to think about wealth front. You know, investment can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds, personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks. No, watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences that you control. Wealthfront is trusted by over $20 billion worth of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Get your first $5,000 managed for free for life. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. And right now, let's talk a little bit about Lucy. Lucy is a company that is founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. They've researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy lozenges, say that three times fast, Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now, and it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed everywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even at the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivered down. Lucy lozenges and guns are PSA 
HSA eligible and locked on MLB listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code locked on MLB to get 20% off of all products on your first order. You can spend pre tax dollars on them, including for your gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code locked on MLB at checkout. And I also have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co. And be sure that promo code locked on MLB. All right. Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks. I hate to do this to you, buddy. But I got to talk about your team. The Arizona Diamondbacks yesterday played a game against the San Francisco Giants. I know I watched the end of the game. And the Giants were down early in the ball game. And then they came storming back. And there was a couple of home runs. One by uh, Slater. One by Jason Vosler. And then came the ninth inning. And in the ninth inning, the Giants have their brand spanking new closer as the submarine pitcher, Mr. Rogers, was coming in. Tyler Rogers has that, that whole great Chad Bradford uh, under-snapping submarine style. Let up two singles, got a pop-up, and then let up another single. So he had runners on first and second, and then a base hit. But the base hit did not score the tying run because uh, Talkman of the Giants was in too close and threw, threw home. Uh, I think that was a, a Peralta hit. Either way, the Giants wound up winning the game uh, at a ground ball to shortstop. I thought it was going to be an infield hit that was going to tie the game. But instead, they got the final out and the Giants won. And the Giants are still in the mix in that National League West, especially with the Dodger loss. The Padres are still in first. The Giants have climbed back into a second-place tie with L.A. But I want to talk a little bit about the D-backs. And the reason I want to talk about the D-backs is they are sitting at 18-32. and 18-32 and 32 is not very good. Especially when you consider at one point the Diamondbacks were 15 and 13 in this month. That in the month I'm sitting in right now, the Diamondbacks were 15 and 13, two games above 500 in a way that hmm, I wonder they made it through the first month and kind of unscathed. They have gone 3 and 19 since. In 22 games, they've lost 19 of them and are sinking like an absolute rock, that they have fallen to the depths of the National League West right now. The Colorado Rockies have passed them. Let me put this, the Rockies are no longer in the cellar. The Diamondbacks have lost their last 10 games. And as I want to say, there's never a good time to lose 10 in a row, just like there's never a bad time to win 10 in a row. And the Diamondbacks are going to be playing St. Louis starting today. And St. Louis is a good team, just like they were playing the Giants. And the Giants are a good team. And Arizona has become the elixir 
for certain clubs. In fact, both teams at the top of the National League Central, which would be the Cubs and the Cardinals, are going to be feasting upon teams that are on an absolute downward spiral. The Pirates have lost their last five games, but the Arizona Diamondbacks are saying, hold my beer, let me show you what a losing streak really looks like. And we're at a point where general manager Mike Hazen of the Diamondbacks has to take a good long look at this team. You know, the National League worst 18-31 and 31 record. And Mike Hazen basically has the same mentality that I do, that right around now is the time you have to take stock of your team. The quote from him is, I think June 1 is typically around the marker. You have to take some assessment of where we stand. That's right. Right around Memorial Day, you take a look at your team. And uh, June 1 is very close. How do I know? It's the 27th day of May. Now, will things turn around for this Diamondbacks team? Cattell Marte was back in the lineup last night. You know, it's tough to win when your best player is not playing. Um, Carson Kelly is coming back. Uh, they don't have Asdrubal uh, Cabrera. They don't have Cole Calhoun. They don't have Zach Galen. They don't have Luke Weaver. They don't have Christian Walker. Okay, they have a ton of injuries. But a lot of teams have a ton of injuries. Most teams. I mentioned the Yankees have lost, what, both Kluber and Luke Voigt at this point. And when you've taken a look at where this team is, even if they get everybody back, and as Drupal Cabrera gets a hit here, and Cattell Marte gets a hit there, they're 14 games off the mark in the National League West, and 12 and a half games off the mark right now for a wild card spot. And beyond just the number of games they're back, the number of teams they would have to leapfrog, they're not going to leapfrog the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres. They're not going to leapfrog all the teams in the National League East, even though right now the Mets are the only team with a winning record in the National League East. So the fact of the matter is, this is going into Memorial Day weekend, in all probability, a lost season in Arizona. And they've already pulled the trigger on so many big deals in terms of you know, in the past of dealing away the Goldschmidt's and the Grinkies of the world, they can probably get something for David Peralta, or maybe they can get something for Eduardo Escobar, who, you know, Eduardo Escobar has been really, really bad this season. You know, he's, you know, he has, okay, he's driven in the most runs in the National League, which is weird, but he's, everything else in his, his, Time has been not very good this year, and he wasn't very good in the 2020 season last year either. Now, I think I think Eduardo Escobar, I could be wrong, I think Eduardo Escobar is a free agent after this year. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, he's a free agent after this year. And the former Minnesota Twin and former Chicago White Sox would probably be a good fit for a contending team. The biggest reason is, is that he could play all over the place. But you're not going to get a top prospect for Eduardo Escobar. You can't say, okay, we're going to rebuild the squad. You could probably get a decent minor league or maybe a building block piece in one position. So this is really kind of a disastrous year. Now, the question I have is, 
is this going to cost uh, Tori Lavolo his job? You know, it wasn't that long ago that Tori Lavolo was the model new young manager. In 2017, he won 93 games with the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks got all the way to the division series, and he was manager of the year at age 51, which I like to think is kind of young. And they picked apart the team around him, but he had winning seasons his first three years. Last year, everyone gets a mulligan in 2020, and this year the team is riddled with injuries. This is his fifth season as the manager of the Diamondbacks, and the team is a disaster. I wonder if he's the biggest trade chip. You know, they're several years away from contending, and maybe a team that needs a good quality manager, would you be able to get a building block for Lavolo? I don't know the answer. I do know there is what I call the managerial hydra out there, which is Hensley Mullins, Ron Wotus, and Roberto Kelly, the three lieutenants for Bruce Bochy, who should be managers. There's no excuse that those three aren't currently managers in the major leagues. And you take a look at there's some managers out there who have been at their team for a little bit. I'm looking at you, Scott Service, of the Seattle Managers. <laughs> Seattle Mariners, I'm sorry. Brandon Hyde's in his third year in Baltimore. Chris Woodward's in his third year in Texas. And those teams are going nowhere in a hurry. And I wonder if Bud Black is going to eventually just throw his hands up in disgust and say, I'm out of here. Because quite frankly, I think Bud Black would be a very good manager on a contending team. That contending team's not going to be in Colorado. But is Tori Lavolo going to be a contending manager in Arizona anytime soon? Would he have more value somewhere else? Would he have more value to the Diamondbacks being used as a potential chip to help put a team together and the management install a new young manager to rebuild? I don't know the answer to that, but the Diamondbacks have to take a good long look in the mirror because they don't have the huge trade chips to rebuild right now. And this could be a really, really rough stretch if they don't put a team together and they don't start a real plan for a squad to be quality in 2022 and beyond with both Los Angeles and San Diego set for at least the next two or three seasons. Look at I have nothing against the fans of Arizona. I'd like to see Tori Lovolo do well as a manager. I like Cattell Marte. There's a lot of players in Arizona I like. But one thing I don't like is the way this team is falling apart right now. And if there's any hope in the future, they're going to have to really, really pop the hood and do a lot of work because this team is looking like a 100-loss team, and they better do something to make the engine run right in the Arizona Diamondbacks. And if you're ever trouble with your engine, can I recommend rockauto.com? You know, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody. They're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody. It does not require membership or an account login. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. 
delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection and reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. Now let's talk a little about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including baseball, the NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, UFC, and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Promo code LOCKED ON. All right, let's take a look at what happened around the league with some of the other Locked On podcast hosts. Hey, it's Joe Kilgown from the Locked On Cubs podcast. Chicago Cubs were victorious tonight in Pittsburgh by a score of 4-1. to one. Big takeaway was Trevor Williams' performance. This was a big game for Trevor. Struggling as late. There's a lot of arms in AAA Iowa looking to knock on that door, maybe take that fifth starter spot from Trevor. But he showed up tonight, six innings strong, only one earned run, had a lot of pitches working for him against his former team, the Pittsburgh Pirates. He even had a couple hits. So how about that wonderful performance from Trevor Williams? And Pittsburgh, I mean, you guys got that great ballpark. So you got that going for you, which is pretty nice. Other big story of the night was Chris Bryant's performance. What can't this man do? Playing first base, looking like a gold glover over there. He goes three for five at the dish, drove in a couple, going the other way nicely. I mean, he could play the outfield. He could play third. First. Like, what can He's right here. Chris. Chris, what can't you do, buddy? Unbelievable. Let's extend that, man. Right, Cubs fans? All right, I'm Joe Kilgallen from the Lockdown Cubs podcast on the Lockdown Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. It's Jeff Ellis of the Lockdown Indians podcast. An annoying game today. Can we be honest with that? A one nothing loss. Tristan McKenzie with a no-hitter through four innings. Ends up going five innings. Gives up one hit. After leading the league in walks. He only has three walks over five innings. Fantastic start. His best of the year. If Zach Plesak could properly put on a shirt. Uh, or, I'm sorry, properly take off a shirt. McKenzie wouldn't even be pitching today. He'd be in AAA. So, what a performance for him to come up and perform. And have his best start of the year. In a time where the Indians really needed it, Kyle Contrell comes in. He's great, too. Yes, he ends up picking up the loss, but shows why pitcher losses are dumb. Three innings, two hits, double bunt, and then a single, right? That's how the run came. However it came across, he pitched really well in this one. Offense had opportunities, just could not put it together. At some point, you're going to lose the Tigers. You can't just keep beating them as much as we all would like to see that as Indians fans. Uh, it breaks a streak of six straight wins. Remember, you can find out more about my thoughts on the Cleveland Indians over on the Lockdown Indians podcast. Find me on Twitter at Jeff MLB Draft. Thank you for listening. Remember to go check out Lockdown Indians. Hey guys, it's Sean Wheelhouse here with the Lockdown Astros. And the Astros get not one, but two home runs over on Tyler Bauer and the Los Angeles Dodgers. They avoid the at-home two-game sweep. They tie the series at one game apiece. Jose Altuve led the 
hit parade with a leadoff shot, also getting a multi-hit game today, putting him past Cesar Cedeno for fourth all-time on the Astros hit list. Carlos Correa added a solo shot, and Lennis Diaz, when the relief pitcher came in for the Dodgers, hit a two-run laser to the Crawford boxes. It seemed to be the Astros' game until the ninth inning when Brian Abreu came in, much to Astros Nation's surprise due to Nick's stiffness in Ryan Presley. He got his first two outs real quickly, then walked a couple batters to not only to face Albert Pujols, the nemesis of the Houston Astros, to strike him out swinging on a slider down and inside and winning the ball game. The Astros get back in the win column. They're 27-22, and 22, only one game behind Oakland for the lead in the AL West. This is H-Town Wheelhouse. We are the Locked On Astros, your team every day. Hey, y'all. Nash Walker, Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Another Twins win today. Got back from Target Field, and I'm still working through the voice problems of uh, yelling too loud for Miguel Sano home runs. Another three-run shot today for Miggy. Twins win this one. That's four straight. Large Michael. Big Mike, Michael Pineda, fantastic today. Six innings, one run ball. They get eight strikeouts. He was just great shutting down that uh, Orioles lineup. Twins sweep the O's. Again, four in a row, six of their last seven, playing a lot better baseball as of late. They get an off day Thursday before welcoming Kansas City to Target Field this weekend. But just a great series for the Twins, you know, bouncing back in some games, closing games out. It won't be another Twins game today without more uh, ninth inning anxiety we had that today but Hanzo Robles gets it done and the twins uh complete the sweep we'll take it go twins follow me on twitter at nashwalker9 follow the show at lockdown twins thanks everyone and hey look at i hope things turn around in arizona i hate to see a team fall apart especially when they have a good solid young manager and we're on the verge of something really really good just a couple of years ago Meanwhile, you can follow us on the free and easy-to-use Odyssey app. And a little tease for tomorrow's show, I may be on location. So take a listen out for tomorrow's show. I may not be in the comfort of my studios. I may actually be at a ball game. So follow us on Twitter at LockdownMLBPods. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Pondering the fate of the Diamondbacks, this has been Lockdown MLB for the 27th day of May, 2021. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.